hello everybody and welcome to the Pink Cloud Nine Vodcast. How are you doing? I am so excited. I have an amazing, amazing guest today. Second time returning the one, the only Maggie Muha author. Hey girl. Yay. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're here again. Uh, you had so much fun the first time you had to come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I see if I can get the dog to bark again. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. I've had, I've said this before, I've had babies crying on the show. <laughs> I've had lawnmowers going. I've had, oh, yeah. you know, things fall, break, and I'm just like, you know, it's real life. Yeah, you what know? are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's unedited, it's raw, it's real, and it's it's true. So tell us, Maggie. What have you been up to lately? Okay. Well, I finished this last book, actually last July, and it took my publisher a while to get me an editor. So we started editing it in April, and it was released this June. Nice. So I have a brand new book out. This one is not a Pride and Prejudice variation. Okay. This one is Original Characters. Cool. And You'll never believe how this came to me. Okay. Tell us. You're not going to believe it, but I woke up one morning and I had dreamed it. Not the book, but just this image of a guy dressed in the uniform of the Crimean War and two women standing near him. And I knew they were sisters and I knew they both were in love with him. Mm, Wow. That's where the idea of the book started. And when was this? Do you remember, like, how long oh ago? Oh, my gosh, that was, that was probably more than a year ago. Wow. But it took me, you know, with the lockdown and everything, it didn't take me all that long once I, the, the research takes me the longest because I always write historical stuff, and that mm-hmm. research, I don't like putting stuff in that isn't, I mean, I, I will let people know in the preface or whatever that, this is where I took my artistic license, but most of it I want to be, if you looked up that fact, you would find it in the history books. So um, the, the research took me a while, but I started actually writing it, I think last March, and I finished it by July. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, oh. you got update, I mean, I was teaching at the time online, mm. but you couldn't go anywhere or do anything, so... Yeah. Yeah, you had the creativity juices flowing and you went to it. I mean, to come up with with a dream and then turn that dream into a book. It's What's the title of the book? And by the way, everybody, we have Maggie Muha's website in the description. So you can click on it. Check out her awesome website with all her books. It's called In the Eye of the Beholder. Mm. Because it's about what true beauty really is. And, oh, really? I mean, what is so? What is true beauty? You got to tell yes. us at the end, <laughs> but not yeah. the whole thing. Don't spoil anything. No, no, no! I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. But you know, the two sisters are, you know, pretty much polar opposites, and mm. one of them is physically very, very beautiful. Oh. So, okay, okay, I see where this is going. Yes. 
Well, that's, yeah. that's yeah. you know, it, it happens all the time in families. All the time. Well, yeah. And our one, one sibling is very gifted in academics and the other one isn't. Sporty, and, not be, sporty. Right, mm-hmm. right. Why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? That kind of stuff. Oh, so. okay. So, would you do us the honor to read us a few paragraphs from the book, uh, even if you have to preface it to get into it, it's fine. Sure, sure. Thank um, you. So this takes place in the Victorian era where there were lots and lots of rules about how you behaved with the opposite sex and, mm-hmm. you know, there had to be chaperones everywhere and whatever. Mm-hmm. So what happens at the beginning is Lieutenant Wentworth is the... He's very, very good looking also. And he meets Eleanor, who's our our uh, our heroine of the book. And mm-hmm. she has a birthmark on her face and always mm-hmm. is kind of feeling awkward in social situations. But they meet at a ball and he overhears someone say really something really cruel and she he knows he heard, she heard it. Mm-hmm. And so he seeks her out but finds out that actually he finds it really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And calls on her, but then she gets sent to stay to be her aunt's companion mm-hmm. in Europe. Mm-hmm. And her sister comes back from a trip, and she's stunningly beautiful. And Eleanor sees, like at dinner, how he's distracted definitely by her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she leaves him a note, and of course, her sister Julia just sort of throws it behind a little cabinet so he never gets it Mm. so now she's back from europe and they have dinner and um and he can she can and eleanor can tell that things have happened when she was away gotcha here we go all right it was not her imagination lieutenant wentworth was genuinely happy to see her she felt light and almost giddy sitting here with him after so many weeks. How she longed to tell him of her experience at the nursing school, how she found a talent within herself and a practical way to learn and practice medicine. Oh, yeah, she tells him right up front that she would love to become a doctor. But in Victorian times, that was like, you might as well say, I want to fly, you know, to the moon. Mm-hmm. So but he doesn't poo-poo that at all, and that's why they kind of hit it off. But anyway, she ended up with her aunt in Germany, and her aunt got sick, and she ended up trying being able to learn a little bit about nursing, and so she was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. During Julia's charming and amusing patter, which Eleanor had heard variations of time and time again, she would steal a glance at Lieutenant Wentworth. Although their dining room was lit with the gas lights on the wall sconces, the flickering of the candlelight on the table threw his jawline into relief when he laughed or it highlighted the creases near his eyes when he smiled. Hmm. From time to time, he would discover her looking at him, and once even winked. As they got up from the table to take coffee in the parlor, Julia addressed their father. Papa, I know Lieutenant Wentworth has not spoken to you yet, but I really cannot contain myself any longer. She threw a meaningful glance at Lieutenant Wentworth, who raised his eyebrows but said nothing. For goodness sake, Julia, speak plainly, said her father gruffly. Julia paused dramatically, looking at each of them in turn, but Eleanor noticed that Julia's glance did not rest on her for long. Mama, Papa, Eleanor, Lieutenant Wentworth and I are engaged to be married. Well, they 
he never asked her, but she put him in a compromising position where right. she figured he'd have to ask her. Gotcha. Was it Eleanor's imagination, or did Lieutenant Wentworth give a visible start at the announcement? For her part, Eleanor felt as if everything she had just consumed for dinner was about to make a reappearance. The shock struck her with such force that she grasped the edge of the table to steady herself. Why did he flirt with her so brazenly the last few hours if he were already betrothed to her sister? She must have misjudged him from the beginning. He was just like all the others. She was only an object of fun and amusement. The dining room became deadly silent for a moment, and then, through the blood thundering in her ears, Eleanor heard her mother's voice. Oh, Julia, Lieutenant Wentworth, how very fine. Julia, her mother adopted a mock scolding tone. You should not have kept such a secret from us. Do we have your consent, Papa? Julia now had one hand on Lieutenant Wentworth's arm and one on her father's. The old colonel snuffled in his mustache for a moment and then looked Wentworth up and down. Are you asking for my daughter's hand, Lieutenant? Wentworth hesitated a moment, his face working. I do apologize for my hesitation, sir. I'm afraid I had no idea that Julia was going to bring up this subject tonight so soon. Well, you are a very fine young man, and I give you my blessing. Julia released Wentworth's arm and flew at her father, throwing her arms around his neck and kissing his cheek. Oh, thank you, thank you, Papa. Shall we open a bottle of champagne to celebrate? Mrs. Sherbrooke no sooner had the words out of her mouth as her hand was upon the bell pull, summoning the servants. Eleanor could abide the scene no longer. No champagne for me, Mama. I am rather tired. She turned to look at Julia and then Lieutenant Wentworth. Congratulations to both of you. I hope you will be very happy. She wanted to run from the room, to flee, but forced herself to walk slowly and deliberately out, not glancing at all, in Joshua Wentworth's direction. As soon as she slid the pocket doors of the dining room shut behind her, the tears that mercifully merely shone in her eyes began to course down her cheeks. As she lifted her skirt slightly so she could run up the stairs, the same door swished open and then closed again. Eleanor, it was Joshua Wentworth. She dared not turn and look at him. Eleanor, stop. She clutched the banister and froze. Did she want to hear what he had to say? No, absolutely she did not. However, she would force herself to hear it. Hear how he loved Julia and wanted to make a life for her. How sorry he was that he hurt her so. Pity, yet again pity. Quickly removing her handkerchief from her sleeve, she dabbed her eyes and turned to face him. Lieutenant Wentworth, her voice broke slightly as she spoke his name. Eleanor, let me explain. She did not follow her up the stairs, but stood his hand on the newel post looking up at her. She shut her eyes then and sighed. What was there to explain? Whilst I was away, you fell in love with Julia. Everyone falls in love with Julia. She could not contain the bitterness in her voice. She paused a moment to gather her thoughts. Yes, she would ask him. Why did you not write? They both said the words simultaneously as if rehearsed in a play. She looked at him in surprise. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so... I probably asked you this last time, but I need to know how many pages is this book? Well, Just so the I can paper have one. Idea. Yeah, is... the paper. I like the paper so much better than the ebooks. I'll be honest. Well, feel but free. <laughs> I love ebooks. Cool, cool, cool. 
I like both editions, you know, paperback, right. ebook. Just holding that book, you know. I know that's what a lot of people say. Yeah. It's just yeah, it is comforting. available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's print on demand, so if you order it, Good. it'll come to you in the mail. So. Good. Yeah, and your website is in the link, so they can purchase it through your website. And oh yeah, boom. that'll link you to all those different places. It's in, on all the platforms. So. Yeah, and uh, I was looking for a picture of your cover and. I just Googled Maggie Muha author and all of these images came up and, you know, you're very, very revered and well-known and, and, and loved. And I'm so glad that you're here. And uh, I love your purple hair also. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that for so many years. I When I just started to go gray, I bought this stuff that I thought was going to put a red highlight, but it turned it purple. And when I came to school, the kids were like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I thought, well, I'm just going to do it now. And the administrators, nobody ever said anything about it? That is awesome. Well, it's interesting because they would get the kids, if the kids came to school with, like, pink and blue and all this stuff, they would get all over them, but yeah. they didn't say anything to me. Sure, sure. It's different. It's, I mean, the rules are different for adults and children. I mean, Well, that's what I used to explain know? to them. Yeah. yeah, it I makes said, sense. When you have a master's degree, come back and talk to me. Exactly. When you're grown, okay, you got to be 21, 18, whatever the state says. Right, exactly. Whatever. Anyway, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell us again how to get a hold of you, how to get a hold of your books. What would you like hey. to say to the audience before we wrap up? Yeah, sure. Um, anyways, you go to my, my uh, website, muhabooks.com. All my books are on there. Um, they're on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and if you do eBooks, they're on Smashwords and Apple Books and Kobo. Kobo, yes, all kinds of. I, there are. It's on things I have never ever looked at. So. <laughs> and TikTok soon. And TikTok soon. <laughs> I actually made a little video about the books that I just put on TikTok actually. Good. So, if you want to go look at TikTok, yeah, and, I don't even. Mm-hmm, good. I was gonna say I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to learn how to use that platform because I am such a luddite. I don't know. I think you will do great on that, and as as long as you figure out how to use it, you'll be on there and you'll be like having a good time. I mean, it'll be great. Seems like everybody is having a good time on there. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm 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 work I'm uh, rooting for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Know. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks uh, for it's, having me. It's, it's been, always great to talk to you. It's always great to have you. Uh, thank you for reading oh. an excerpt for us. Amazing. Um, I can't wait to. Um, I'll probably download it. Um, um, bef- before I like get it sent in. So. That'll be good. So awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Maggie Muha, author, the one, the only. Check out her website. It's in the description. Thank you, everybody. Please remember, no bullying, no cyberbullying, no being mean. Be kind to yourself as well. Love yourself and be nice to children and the elderly. They need love too. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being here.